Introducing Simply Light Lemonade. Can you hear that? That's the sweet sound of 75% less sugar and calories. We want to make sure you hear it's 75% less sugar and calories because it tastes so good. Let's talk about games for a second. Some teachers are using experience points to track performance instead of letter grades. Playing Tetris has been shown to reduce symptoms of PTSD. If you want to get engaged with movements in the gaming landscape, check out Plus 7 Intelligence, the podcast about how games impact people. You can subscribe to Plus 7 Intelligence on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Season 2, available now. Welcome to the Podglomerate. Welcome to Writers Who Don't Write. I'm Jeff. And I'm Kyle. And this week, instead of doing an interview, uh, I think we're just going to talk to you about the books that we're reading. Some of these are authors for shows that we have coming up, and some of them are just things that you could find on our Kindle or on our summer reading list. And we thought this would be a good way to fill the void of this week in between the last author that we did and the next author that's coming up. Yeah, we're honestly probably going to be like doing this interview that for the next episode while you listen to this episode uh we we had everything scheduled so perfectly and then like one thing came up and we had to push it and you know what we don't have an interview yet so you'll you'll hear that (laughs) at some point but you know what i think this is going to be a fun exercise because some of these are actually authors that we have coming up but we don't want to confront anyone just yet because things are subject to change so Some of these people you will be hearing on future episodes and some you won't. Some are just things that I thought I would like to read this summer. Yeah, and and I also want to talk about like some random things that are happening in the publishing world because I'm like genuinely curious what everybody thinks of them. And and there's a couple of things that have hit like very close to home for me personally as a reader. I want to talk about Juno Diaz. So so for our listeners, if you don't know, uh, I assume most of you do because you're taking time out of your day to listen to a book podcast. Uh, Juno Diaz, for years, has been one of my favorite authors. He's written a lot of books that have won a lot of awards. Uh, He's really talented. Um, He wrote an essay a couple months ago talking about some sexual abuse that that he went through as a child and how that has informed his writing ever since. And then, like, very shortly afterwards, it came out that uh, he had been abusive to several women, um, you know, three of which came forward and were talking about it. the rumors are that there are many more that that he has done, you know, varying degrees of, of, of things to. Um, I can't speak to anything other than what I've read, but uh, this is the first time, personally speaking, this has, like, really kind of affected me because I don't necessarily know, like, what to think of this guy anymore. Um, you know, I still, like, really love his work, and I can't say that I don't, but... You know, it really does inform like a lot of the conversations that I've had. What's the word I'm thinking of? Where where guys are assholes? Um, misogynist. Yeah, it's very misogynist to women, and like uh, I think that people have been really accepting of that because like of all the other barriers that he broke down in the past. Um, but I, I genuinely just don't know how to feel about this, and I've been talking to a lot of people about it. So I just wanted to mention it here because I mean, this is the first time where it's like somebody whose art. Like I really respect has done something that's kind of terrible and I, I don't necessarily know how to react. And 
I don't know if there is like a clean cut answer to this, but it's something that has been like really bothering me lately. What, what do you think, Kyle? I don't, kind of blindsided by this. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to put you on the spot. It's just something that like, you know, is, is in the publishing world is hit probably closest to home for me. And, and I just don't know the answer here. Uh, and I've talked to men and women about this and everybody has different opinions. And I don't necessarily think that like I have to change my love for the guy, but it like it does mean that I have to read everything with like more of a critical eye. And it just opens up the door for like everybody else who may have been doing something similar. Um, I don't know. It, it just it's like complicated world that we're living in now. And and it is hitting like this Me Too movement is hitting every industry. It's not just Hollywood or video games or Silicon Valley. Uh, you know, it's even these these industries that we thought were filled with like, you know, open minded, good people. Yeah, well, it certainly changes your opinion of the man behind the art. Mm hmm. And it, it kind of, it, to be honest, kind of reminded me of um, the Tom Rackman book that we read a few months ago with like Bear Bavinsky and how he was such an asshole, but everybody loved his work. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I Anyway, I didn't mean to make that like so serious, so upfront, but it's just something I wanted to mention because it is a part of like kind of what we've been discussing on the show for years. Uh, like, how do you write about the or talk about these things that are like really difficult to talk about? Yeah, I mean, especially if he's on your summer reading list. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the the flip side of this, like the publishing industry story is, you know, had this been somebody that that didn't sell a million books a year, you know, his publisher and his, his agent would probably have dropped the guy. Let us know what you think. I mean, this is a conversation that we want to have. If we like, you know, egregiously miss something, let us know. If like you have a thought on this whole thing, let us know. Uh, I mean, we only ask that everybody be like, you know, very kind and open to everybody else's opinions. So anyway, now that we have that all said and done, Kyle, what are you reading? Like book on your desk right now? Uh, right now, right now. I mean, I have my Kindle with me. I don't actually read physical books unless someone sends me one. Uh, and I do love when that happens. But right now I'm reading the first book in the Codex Alera series by Jim Book, by Jim Butcher. It's called The Furies of Calderon. And it is dope. What well, I mean, like I it's a weird name. What's it about? Uh it's hard to describe because I'm also only ten percent into the book, but as far as I understand so far, it's a fantasy magical series where people are sort of like earth and air and waterbenders, but they have these magical spirits called furies that help them do magical things huh and again i'm early on in the book but it seems like it's gonna be good jim butcher wrote the dresden files is that right yeah the same guy and i also the reason i'm reading this first book is because i just finished stormfront which is the first book in the dresden files series and at the end of that book he actually mentions that he's returning to his first love which is writing fantasy in the vein of this series that he's written called the codex alera interesting and dresden file for anybody who doesn't know is uh it's like a huge series it's been going on for like 20 years where there's a wizard detective in chicago uh i, I to be honest don't know anything beyond that uh it's a it's it's like a noir style murder mystery about a wizard in modern day Chicago. And if that doesn't grab you, then I just frankly don't know if this is the right show for you. It was a TV show for a while too. 
Which, by the way, I've been I've been reading a like. There's been some interesting stuff happening with like book to TV deals and everything. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, are, are you following what's happening with the Expanse? Um, you know what i I read that they got picked up. They got canceled and then picked up by Amazon. Yeah, right? so the Expanse is based off this book, and the book is based off of like a role playing game that uh, the authors who. I'm, what I didn't know any of yeah, this. Yeah, I'm I, I'm gonna ruin their names because they actually write under pen names. Um, but these two guys started the Expanse as a, and I might be butchering this. I'm sorry if I did, but uh, as like a role playing game, and it didn't really work. So they like wrote out the whole script to try and figure out if it could work. Uh, James S. A. Corey is the pen name used by collaborators Daniel Abraham and Ty Frank. Uh, so they like made this game, turned it into a book. The book didn't really sell, eventually got picked up as this TV show by sci-fi. Uh, and it's like, you know, there's, um, a military colony on the moon. There is, uh, like an overpopulated earth. And then there's a bunch of people that live on this, uh, like the asteroid, the belt yeah, in the asteroid belt. It did three seasons on sci-fi and it was like one of their most popular shows ever. But it, I love that show. I've seen like half of the first season. It's good. But, and that's another thing where there's like a detective uh, that is, you know, like the protagonist trying to solve all these random murders. Um, and it like opens up this much larger thread. But it's a noir series in space. I don't know if you guys are sensing the yeah, thing yet. But this thing was uh, so popular that when sci fi canceled it, strictly due to budget constraints, uh, there was a like petition uh, put on for Amazon to pick up the show. And Amazon basically said, like, if you get like, you know, 50,000 people to sign this petition, we'll pick up the show. And they got that number in like, like 12 hours or something. Which, you know, I'm pretty excited about Amazon. They can put like, seems to be investing heavily in content that I am interested. Yeah. I'm watching uh, Miss Mabel, um, the, uh, the Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Yeah, uh, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, I haven't really watched many other originals, but what I have seen is, is amazing. I'm speaking mostly about the billion-dollar Lord of the Rings series that is rumored to be in development. Yeah, and they're probably going to put $100 million into the expense. But anyway, I, I'm just getting into the... I, and like Sci-fi also has The Magicians. We interviewed Lev Grossman way back. It's just been pretty cool to see like all of these like books that are kind of too big to have been made into shows before that are being picked up all over the place. Uh, like Sweet Bitter on Stars right now, which is Stephanie Dandler's book. It's fantastic. Introducing Simply Light Lemonade. Can you hear that? That's the sweet sound of 75% less sugar and calories. We want to make sure you hear it's 75% less sugar and calories because it tastes so good. What are you reading at the moment? Uh, I am reading a bunch of old magazines from the 40s for a podcast that I'm making. Um, it, so go out and get those. Pick them up at your local magazine from the 40s dealer. Yeah, but the... Uh, it's, What's the last book you finished? Uh, Little Fires Everywhere by Celeste Ng. And that's N-G. It's, uh, you pronounce it Ng. 
Uh, it's fantastic. Honestly, it's probably the best book I read in the last year. Uh, with the exception of every other author who's been on the show. But um, Little Fires Everywhere is the story of uh, a mom and a and her daughter who moved to this town. Nobody really knows anything about the mom except that she's like a, an artist. And the daughter becomes entrenched in this family. Uh, you know, there's, there's two boys, two girls. Uh, it's like this perfect town in a Shaker village outside of Cleveland that... Um, you know, it's like something you'd see out of like, uh, what was that TV show Pleasantville? Yeah. Yeah, it was like something out of that. Um, and you slowly realize that like things are like a little bit out of whack. And I don't I don't want to say anything else, but the whole thing is framed through this court case that is like torn the town apart. And it's just so fascinating. I've, I've wanted to read it forever. It, it also just got picked up for like, I think Reese Witherspoon's company picked it up for a tv series um but i have been seeing it forever it's been out for like a year i finally picked it up in the airport the other day and i read the whole thing in one sitting that's one that i've been meaning to pick up and we had the book but we actually lent it out before i got to read it yeah i mean you should check it out it's it's awesome like i it's on the list yeah it, it was phenomenal i mean the last book the last book that i finished was uh a Wise Man's Fear, or The Wise Man's Fear, which is the second book of the King Killer Chronicles by Patrick Rothfuss. And that is one of the best books I think I have ever read. You or at least are, one of my favorite. You're like, all you're doing right now is reading fantasy and sci-fi. I'm very much in a phase. Yeah. I mean, you've been in that phase since I met you, but it's uh, <laughs> it's a lot. Like, I, I, I love... Like- I love it as much as you do, but like, it can't be everything I read. I know, but there's, so there are often books that are peppered in. It just, I haven't happened across one yet. Um, And I thought Little Fires was going to be a good break from that. Um, But it has escaped my grasp before I had a chance to read it. But you know what, Jeff, I I won't apologize for reading it. I love sci-fi and I love fantasy and I'm going to keep doing it. My favorite is when you get like sci-fi mixed with literary fiction, um, like The Time Traveler's Wife, which is still to this day one of my all-time favorite books. Yeah, I've never read it. Oh, you have to. We should get we should get her on the show. Her name's Audrey Niffenegger, and she wrote this book. It was a massive success. I I just heard an interview recently that like this book was pulled out of the slush pile, uh, which is amazing. Um, but. But yeah, it's it's a weird kind of like fantasy book in the sense that like it's kind of just like a random love story, but with this crazy fantasy element thrown into it. I mean, it sounds like it's in my wheelhouse. I definitely will have to check it out. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, I'm also reading, uh, I read all the stuff that Serial Box does because I really like the format and they have an interesting project coming out in August. Uh, it's called Dead Air. It's written by Gwenda Bond, uh, Rachel Kane, and Carrie Harris, who are all like really huge um, writers in like the thriller or the young adult world. And uh, you know, it's kind of playing off the the theme of all of these like true crime um, like podcasts that are coming out. But it takes a little bit of a different twist. It's all fiction, and it takes place from the point of view of this woman who has a college radio station and. You know, it, it takes place like at midnight during the like a Thursday or something, which is why it's called Dead Air. 
And, uh, you know, she starts investigating this murder that happened in her town like 20 years before. And, uh, you know, it turns out that it's not such a cold case after all kind of thing. Um, dun, which, dun, dun. But it's done super well. And it has like the really cool uh, element of it. Like it unfolds as like this, as Mackenzie is her name, is like uh, letting her listeners know over this like radio show that she has. Um, and it, and to be clear, it's like an ebook and audiobook bundle, but uh, they also have like a podcast that they're producing that's going to go on top of it that actually takes place um, as if like the you were listening to Mackenzie's podcast. That's kind of cool. I like that idea. Yeah, and it, it's totally separate. Like you can listen to just that, and it's kind of a standalone. I don't know. It, it's going to be like a monstrous thing for them to pull off, but. Uh, I've seen most of it so far and, and I think that they'll be able to do it. So. Well, that definitely makes my imaginary list that I haven't actually written down. Um, and I've got some other ones coming up that I don't think fall into the fantasy genre, Jeff. Uh, the first is When Katie Met Cassidy by Camille Perry, which is on the reading list. There's another one called The Last Buccaneer, which I think actually probably does fall a little bit into the to the fiction or to the fantasy realm, but that remains to be seen because I haven't read it yet. Um, there's is one fantasy book on the list so far before I go and add more. It's called the fifth season by NK Jameson, uh, which I think is the first in the broken earth series. Yeah, she is. I wish I knew more about her, but I know she, uh, I think she did at one point. I don't know if she still is, uh, she was like the fantasy critic for the New York Times. Um, and she she has like a, a really nice resume uh, behind her. But um, yeah, I've heard nothing but amazing things. I've never read any of her stuff. I actually think... Yeah, was, that one's also... That, that one's getting a TV series uh, as well. Everybody's getting a TV show now. <laughs> when can we get one? Um, probably never. No one will ever give us a TV show and they would probably be right to do so. Yeah. Speaking of, uh, Kyle and I have an old roommate from right when we moved to New York who uh, has a TV show right now. It's called Joe Parrot. Uh, yes. Joe Parrot talks to you. And <laughs> it is the most Joe Parrot thing I could have ever imagined. Uh, I've watched like half the episodes. Um, I, I just got drinks with him a couple weeks ago, actually. And he was telling me like the fun, like the backstory of how it got created. If you're not familiar with him, he's like the most matter of fact, like deadpan humorist that you've ever seen. Uh, and the show is literally like Joe Perra shows you how to order breakfast. Joe Perra like shows you uh, how to skip rocks. Um, and it's it's like on a, it's on Adult Swim. He got uh, like a ten episode deal. Um, it's been very well received. I don't really know like what the numbers are, the stats or anything, but I mean, it's, it's hilarious. And, uh, you know, I wish him all the, all the luck. I hope he gets renewed 10 times. <laughs> it's, it's funny to hear you say the, the title of the show and the episodes out loud. I can imagine if you've never heard of Joe Parra, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense why they would make a TV show about it, but I assure you it is definitely worth checking out. 
But anyways, if you guys like this, uh, let us know. And I think we'll probably try and work some more of these in in the future because I do think it would be cool if you could keep up with the reading that we're doing for the guests that we're booking on the show, even if you don't know that they're actually going to be on the show. Yeah. And I I just uh, ordered, um, if you want to read with me, I mean, we're not going to get either of these guests, but I just ordered uh, Things the Grandchildren Should Know by Mark Oliver Everett, who is the lead singer of one of my favorite bands called The Eels. Uh, and that is a book that he wrote a couple years ago. And I got Kitchen Confidential uh, by Anthony Bourdain, which frankly, I wish after everything that's happened, I wish that I bought that when Stephanie Danler told us to buy that book two years ago. But Oh, I read it. I did. Yeah. Uh, I read it then, and I do not regret it. I would highly recommend that book for anyone who likes food. Yeah. So, uh, you know, read along with us. We'll, we'll try our best to put a list of all these books in the show notes. Um, it might be kind of tough, but I'll do my best to, to write them all down. Uh, and, you know, join us in two weeks where we're going to have uh, a lot. Uh, we, I, I'm actually very excited for who we have booked for the summer and fall. Um, I think you all will be as well. Um, and we're going to experiment a little bit with the form of the interviews. Um, we're going to do some of them a little bit looser. We're going to do some of them a little bit more regimented. And we're just going to kind of see what sticks. So if you haven't yet, tell a friend uh, that, you know, they should listen to the show. We would really appreciate it. Um, you know, and it's always more fun to be able to talk about these things after the fact. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at WDW Podcast. Uh, I think it's just pod on Twitter. Um this is a production of The Podglomerate, which you can find at thepodglomerate.com. Uh, the music you heard at the top and the bottom of the hour is from Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. And we will be back in a couple weeks. We'll see you then. Pod Glomer, a sonic universe.